Welcome to another edition of Salt and Light Arts Podcast. And I'm your host, Joanne Hoy. And today, I'm trying to live fiercely brave. I'm trying to live something like that. But I have my friend from college, I'm so excited, from San Diego State University. I have my good friend on the on the interview today, um, Lisa Arguin. And so Lisa, hey girl, how you doing? Hey girl, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited. And so Lisa, I'm gonna um, ask you to share a little bit about yourself, um, um, how you live in Crazy Brave, and um, just share a little bit of what's going on with you and how you got this far. Well, uh, Crazy Brave, that comes from the title of my book, and I just released it in 2018 called uh, The Crazy Brave Songwriter. It's a spiritual approach to um, to writing a song. So um, I have just been deep in the writing process and publishing and then beginning the marketing process of that. So um, I'm just excited to be on your show talking about my favorite subject. My favorite subject is God and the arts and how to have more of that in our lives. And um, surprisingly, the book is resonating a lot with different churches. Um, I think because um, in, in the church environment, we don't always get a chance to talk about ourselves and what music and arts means to us. Um, so um, I'm excited about, um, you know, to be able to talk about that subject here with you today. Oh, that's great. You know, because Salt and Light Arts, the whole concept of the po- my podcast is to exactly do what you're sharing, is to give artists an opportunity, specific Christian artists, um, an opportunity to share what the gifts and talents that God's giving them, because it's so varied. And also to inspire other budding Christ- Christian artists that may not know that they're an artist, because I lived that life for a very long time, not knowing I was an artist. And I didn't really have any mentors or anyone that say, hey, you know, you're an artist. And so Mm -hmm. stumbling upon that um, in different ways, um, it would have been nice Mm -hmm. if I had someone that kind of understood the unique things that I see and respond to. So um, Mm -hmm. I know that um, you have, you're published not only musically, but if you could share just a little bit of your story of how you found that you were an artist um, uh-huh. and with God. Um, it was back in 1989. I was a single mother uh, working a almost 40-hour-a-week um, job, uh, going to school, and um, completely had forgotten about my art. Um, I was just entrenched in trying to live. I was 30. My daughter was um, only four years old at the time. And I started to feel sick, um, physically sick. So I went to the doctor. The doctor told me in no uncertain terms that unless I had certain procedures done, I had an 85% chance of getting uterine cancer in the next five years. So what that, that, piece of information did was bring me to my knees, really, 
and ask God what was going on. Like, why would I, how could I possibly be sick at 30 years old with a four-year-old daughter? And I had come out of an abusive relationship and it was just a tough, you know, the tw- the messy 20s, I call them, was, were pretty messy <laughs> at the yeah. time. And so what I did is I, this was the first, um, I guess, intersection I had with God in a very serious way when I said, why am I sick? And it was a very important question for me because I was like, I don't understand, you know? And the answer was very clear to me. And it wasn't that I heard a voice, but I had an all-body knowing. I don't know if you're familiar with that or your listeners are familiar with that feeling when you just know something. And I knew that it was because I had not been involved in my music. My music had been forgotten. And so once I understood that, and it was so clear, I was actually driving on the freeway when I heard that. And two weeks from there, I was, I had um, taken lessons. I was, uh, I looked up a teacher because my idea was to be a piano, um, a jazz pianist. So I found a teacher and I played him some of my music, which was very frightening for me to do at the time. And he told me, I like your, I like your music. And I respected his opinion. And that launched me into this um, probably six or seven year process of figuring out a way to get my music out and getting it produced and done. Um, And I really did have to do that because I had this feeling that if I didn't do my music, I wouldn't be alive. And I had to be present and I had to honor those things in my life. So music started for me very early. Um, And so when you just... You know, to all your listeners, when you, when you have a calling, when you have something that makes you so excited in your spirit and you ignore it, you have, you run the risk really of getting hit in the head with a two by four by God one day, <laughs> you know? Um, and, um, and it comes in different ways. And I had, I knew that I should be paying attention to my art, but I, I didn't because of life. So, um, the next six or seven year journey after that was me just kind of flailing or failing um, to and trying to find where I fit and what I wanted to do. And I knew that I was a songwriter at heart. So I searched out producers. I had several unsuccessful relationships with producers who took your money and didn't give you anything of quality. And that was kind of the way it was um, until I met um, this man named Joey Arreguin. Um, and I, I was actually visiting a church, and he had done the album for another worship leader. So we entered into a two-year producer-artist relationship. I had dreams of singing on stages and traveling the world, and I really loved my album. I poured my heart into it. I did my very best work. Um, I fell in love with him. We fell in love with each other. And so now, today, we have uh, you know our recording studio, which is a 3,000-square-foot recording studio in Anaheim, California, and we do music all the time. This is what we do. So um, since we're both teachers, we're both songwriters and artists, um, we, were, we really have committed a life to helping support other artists. And I've worked as a vocal coach now for 20 years doing it. And, you know, um, my book really came out of the experiences that I have had and listening to artists and what they go through and the struggles and the difficulties. And, and so I really had a lot to say, which is why the book happened. Wow. That is just amazing. That's the story. 
and then one that's needed because um, a lot of people don't connect that the art is a part of how God created them. It becomes their fiber, their their DNA mm-hmm. that God has placed in them. And so if you do ignore mm-hmm. it or you you feel that it's not as important, um, then mm-hmm. your body does seem to have parts of where it shuts down and you're not mm-hmm. doing what you're actually called to do. And so to hear someone share that, you know, God mm-hmm. has a calling on your life and you may just think it's nothing really big, but the significance of it. Um, for you mm-hmm. to recognize that and have, actually have an all-body experience where you know for a matter of fact that it's because you're not doing what you're called to do. And so artists have a, an important calling on God's life because I personally know that you've impacted lots of adults and children who would not mm-hmm. know any other way to even get into the music industry or learn different things. So um, mm-hmm. that's, that's exciting for me. That's exactly the information that I'd like to share. And I love the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, you are providing words of encouragement for them to stop and to really think about um, whether the mm-hmm. choices that they're making of ignoring their arts and stuff. So that's, yeah. that's really good. I- I, I think that um, I had a student recently who came for a consultation, a, vo- a vocal student, and um, it was a middle-aged lady, um, and um, the first thing I asked students to do is to breathe. Um, as a vocalist, you have to know where your air is and how to, how to use the air for the proper sound. So I always ask them to take a breath in through their nose, in a deep breath, and then to exhale. And what I noticed from her was that, and I think it was the, the first time I had really thought about this, but... I noticed that when she drew a breath in, she had difficulty getting the breath in. It was kind of jerky going in. And then when it went out, it was, she would just let it all go. And it, and it, Keep going. and so what, what it reminded me of is that, that when we take a breath in, we receive, and when we exhale, we give out. And too often we're giving out all the time, but we're not mm. receiving enough for our creative spirits. Wow, that is really good. And so mm-hmm. we're going to take a break right now, Lisa, and give a little attention to our uh, sponsors for the day. And we'll be right back. Thanks. You're listening to the Salt and Light Arts Podcast with your host, Joanne Hoy. I'm back. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of the Raising Men Show, and I'm back. Tuesdays, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on WKBY 1080 AM and WKBY1080.net. Tune in and we'll have real talk about real life. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. I lost everything. something I didn't do. What type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to me. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. 
I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. And we're back. We're here today. Um, this is Salt and Light Arts Podcast. And I'm your host, Joanne Hoy. And I have my good friend, Lisa Arguin. And I'm excited that she's in the studio today. And she's been sharing really good information about artists connecting um, with their calling and with um, the calling with their gifts and their arts from God. And I think it's important to keep that in mind that you may not think that your gifts really matter, but God has a purpose. And so Lisa was just sharing how she noticed someone, how they breathe. And it's all about the breathing and receiving. And if we're not doing the receiving or the giving in the intake of a breath, then we're not doing what we are called to do. So that was really mm-hmm. good, Lisa. I really appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah. Let's see, Lisa. Um, you've mm-hmm. shared a lot. Um, I, I know you You talked about your projects. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Um, how, was, how has sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ via the arts impacted your life? Um, I know everything you- I do is, yeah, we talked about in the first segment a little about, um, you know, God has, you know, uh, you know, as a 360 about what my life and what I was going to do with it. So, but I think, um, you know, um, impacting my life has been an internal change and an external change. My external, it's impacted my life just by um, living a life really for God and for the purpose that he gave me inside of my own heart. Um, the external part has been I met my husband. I have a business in the arts. We have a family business. I've, you know, written a book and done an album, and and I continue to just be on this creative journey. But internally, um, by the Im- it's impacted me because it's given me purpose. It's given me a reason to be here and a reason to live, and a greatest sense of joy and happiness in my in every day. So. What I what I talk to artists about too is that um, that if you if you can anchor down into the thing that was given to you and be clear about how important it is, a lot of times we just don't stand up for the thing that is in our hearts to do. We're scared. There's fear. Um, you know, artists in particular, you know, have to be visible at some point. So whether you're standing on a stage or or singing a solo at church or standing in front of 5 million people, you're going to have to, you know, wrestle with this idea of being visible and with the social media and things. So there's a great amount of fear really in honoring the thing that's inside of you. And so um, I'm always helping to guide artists to first begin to recognize what they really want to do with their art. Like what do they really want to do? And then finding um, some calm and peace in that and then taking an action step, and that's where the bravery comes in, really. Because, um, um, and and I also wanted to mention the characteristics of artists 
if I could for a second. Yes, um, please. Yeah, artists, artists, um, my background is also in psychology. Um, so I'm always kind of interested in how we, um, you know, what the human experience um, is and how we interpret that intellectually. Um, artists really do come with a set of, of characteristics in their spirit. Um, we tend to think um, out of the box. We tend to be rebellious. We tend to um, uh, have um, uh, prophetic gifts often of intuition, of dreams, that sort of thing. So we can get labeled kind of crazy, and we feel crazy at times because even our, our um, intelligence isn't recognized by the United you know, Schools of America because often we're ADHD, uh, we have mood disorders, all kinds of different things. So uh, with this sort of crazy feeling that we live with, we think we feel like we don't fit. But it's really, we have been given all of these things so that we can be creative, because all of those things I just mentioned actually assist the creative process. So, um, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's um, for example... Uh, when you are, you can either be a linear thinker where you think, um, step A, step B, step, you know, C and on down. Those people make great accountants and make, you know, uh, great engineers. But artists typically are out of the box thinkers and divergent thinkers. So they'll, they'll have a problem to solve and they'll grab an idea over here and grab an idea over there. And then they, they come up with an idea with a finished solution. So we just think differently, but we're wired for that for a purpose and for a reason. So we've kind of got a bad rap as artists, you know, but really we just have to learn to manage our energies um, and to use them, you know, to be creative as consistently and as much as we possibly can. Wow, that is really good. And so that kind of mm-hmm. helps me um, even understand, you know, um, my own mm-hmm. gifting and calling and kind of growing up, you're, that's exactly right. I did not, when I didn't understand why I could see things so differently and people couldn't see them and they would look at me really weird when I would respond. So I stopped responding because my ideas mm-hmm. were so, as you said, out the box or things that people never thought of. And um, Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I decided that I would stop trying to fit in and I would just keep my ideas to myself to a certain point in time, but I'd write them down. And so I have a list of things Mm -hmm. that that are still pretty unique, but I've been able to channel it now that I understand um, where those ideas are coming from and how mm-hmm. I'm supposed to use them. And so that's um, a great part of growing and understanding when you're calling and that you're going to actively do it. And you're not alone. You're not the only person that feels like that. But growing up, I know I felt like that. And so mm-hmm. that was... And we forget some of the greatest people in history who have, you know, the Steve Jobs of the world exactly. or the Dis- Walt Disney's. They always thought out of the box. This is part of their creative genius. So we have to think of ourselves. We have to reframe our thinking about it. We're actually geniuses, (laughs) but nobody may know it but us (laughs) at the time. But we have to stand up in, in in what we've been given and really talk to God and really listen and discern what it is we in our spirits needs to be our next step. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we see artists at our studio come here all the time. And, you know, very often I see the young ones come, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, and they just have these big dreams and they want to, you know, they want to go open for Jay-Z next week. And, you know, they, they're in a hurry. But I'm always encouraging them to slow down and to really be in dialogue with a greater, a greater wisdom outside of their own brains um, and to kind of ground themselves a little bit and then to, you know, and it sometimes takes some great discussion back and forth and, um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, but the creative energies of artists is a very important thing to kind of wrap our heads around. Yeah, that's really good information. Okay, well, we are... Um, Close to taking another break and when we get back from our break I do want you to talk about um, some crazy brave living crazy brave events that may be coming up and things that those who may want to see where you are um, and mm-hmm. come and experience we'll talk about that when you come back I'm Lisa M. Arreguin, a Christian creative artisan, and you're listening to the Salt and Light Arts Podcast with Joanne Hoy. This is Craig, the host of The Craig Carlisle Show, where Christian topics and discussions take on a life of their own. Join the live discussion every Saturday afternoon, 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern. For show details, follow me on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Craig Carlisle Show. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. I lost everything. For something I didn't do. What type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to me. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yobo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. And we're back again. Um, thanks again for listening. This is Joanne Hoy, the podcast host of Salt and Light Arts. And um, in the studio today, I have my good friend, Lisa Aragon. And Lisa, I know that you've, you've written things and you've kind of really written a couple of things. You've been pretty busy. And I know you've mentioned Living Crazy Brave. Where can people come and check you out and experience you or learn more about Living Crazy Brave? Yeah, you can go to living livingcrazybrave.com. And um, we have some events on there that are coming up. But also, too, um, our main site is loveandlaughtermusic.com. That gives a whole array of our services, um, and we have workshops all the time. Um, we're really pioneering workshops and e-courses this year just to help educate um, artists uh, more fully and deeper in a deeper way. So we have, um, we're located in Anaheim, so we have workshops that are here, and we're going to have a lot of um, online education as well for artists. Um, 
in marketing, uh, songwriting, producing, um, all kinds of things that are music-related throughout the year. So check us out at livingcrazybrave.com or loveandlaughtermusic.com. Okay, so are these particular classes, uh, e-classes, that you can get high school credit for or college credit for? How does that work? Oh, I haven't got that far yet. Oh, no, I haven't Jack. got there yet. Okay. Just checking <laughs> but it out. They, they should be. They should be. Um, the first one we have is called Song Journaling with Song Journaling with a Full Heart. Oh, wow. And it's really setting up artists to understand the process of songwriting because it's, um, it's kind of a mysterious uh, process, but... Um, it's really, it's really, um, you know, kind of prepping them for the, for the whole thing so that they can get through the whole process and finish a song. Oh, that is really interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we know you're living crazy brave. And so Mm -hmm. I'm gonna uh, talk about this other project that we've both been working on off and on for a minute. And that's with Mm -hmm. our good friend, Tamil Porter. Could you share a little bit about what, we're finally doing with uh, our friend Tamil Porter. Tamil Porter, it was my best friend um, since fourth grade, and we went to San Diego State together, where we met you, yes. and we were all but all buddies ever since then. Um, Tamil unfortunately passed away um, at fifty-seven years old uh, a few years back, um, and she was a writer. Um, artist herself, hilarious person. We all loved her very much. It was very hard loss for everyone. But we have actually compiled um, uh, all of her poetry. She was a poet. Um, in fact, she would sometimes get annoyed at me because I would want to um, take her poems and chop them, chop them up and make them songs. And she's like, you keep chopping up all my, all my poetry. <laughs> and I was like, what? But I have to make a song out of it. So, um, in any case, in any case, we are proud really to present the finished copy of her poetry, which is very beautiful, relationship driven poetry, very beautiful. And, um, the book is now done and edited and it will be, it will be available to the public in the next month. So we're, we're happy that's coming. And I think, um, all of her friends and family will be so happy to, to actually read it um, because she never had a chance to publish anything. Um, when she was alive. Yes, that is, that is, yeah. that's, that's been a journey itself, just um, having mm-hmm. that information and um, just, you know, thinking through the process. It's been a couple years, but I think it's been well spent mm-hmm. um, as mm-hmm. we've wanted to honor our friend and um, her growing up as an artist as well. Um, there's a lot of things you can find on YouTube with Dr. Tamil or Shakana Tamil Porter, amazing young woman who um, mm-hmm. just had a lot of gifts and talents, but most her gift and talent was her life and how she led it and loved people. And so um, Lisa and I have mm-hmm. worked on trying to get this book together for a while and yes. into the hands yes. of those that are still missing her smile um, and her mm-hmm. energy, very positive energy mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. again, as artists, you will run into other artists that will help you along your way. And it's the collective part that brings you together, um, the friendships and the the commonalities of what the arts 
has done. Um, I know Lisa mm -hmm. um, has written different things because of Tamil's poetry. And um, we've all like taken different parts to, I met Tamil on the dance floor at San Diego State University. Mm -hmm. And we were one of the original mm -hmm. parts of Dr. Danny Scarborough's yeah. San Diego State University Black Repertory Total Theatrical Experience. Mm -hmm. The in, longest name in the recorded and, history. Right, in recorded but history ever, best. right? But Ever, ever. But the most amazing dance troupe. Right. I mean, and Emmy award-winning. Right, right, exactly. exactly. I was just going to yes. say I did leave off the Emmy award-winning. And so we did mm -hmm. win an Emmy um, from KPBS many rains ago. Um, but that experience um, connected a fine group of uh, artisans themselves. And we still stay in contact with each other. We have our own little reunions. But as artists, mm -hmm. for those that are listening, um, there is a family, there is a bond that happens with artists. It doesn't, mm -hmm. to me, doesn't seem like it happens with others Um and I think that's kind of neat all to itself. But uh, mm -hmm. um, And I think that's an important point, Joanne, because no art is created without other people. You have to, and we recognize in other artists that they're artists too, and that they help soothe our wounds and yes. we help um, um, lift them up and times when it's difficult because creating art is not an easy thing really from beginning to end. So the collaboration we feel is such a bond, like you say, um, um, no matter what we're doing and we can never ever do anything all just by ourselves. Maybe George Lucas did that originally when he wrote the screenplay for the star Wars. But um, after that, you have actors that have to bring, you, you know, your idea to, to, to a film. So right. we're always going to work with, uh, um, we're always going to be in a collaborative relationship and when you're working in the arts and it's really to help us, you know, support us. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, it's been great. And I know um, we've shared different projects and hopefully at some point we can return to them when it's the right time. Mm -hmm. But I believe that, I mean, it's our friendship that um, we have to um, keep and build upon and then share. I think Love and Laughter Studios is definitely doing just that, showing people the love of the music and, you know, that it's a joyful mm -hmm. event that you can do it. So I think jo you and Joey are doing really um, groundbreaking work, and mm -hmm. I'm excited mm -hmm. that I at least know about it and can share it with specific friends to come and check mm -hmm. it out because mm -hmm. it is an experience at your studio. It's totally a total experience. So well thank you, thank you. And and um I just uh I love collaborating with you. It's so much fun, um, because I recognize in you that out of out of the box thinking like you were saying, which is so much fun to work with people like that who who come up with ideas and things. So it's um so um, I just, I love you dearly. You and, know I love um, you, girl. Yes, love you, girl. Love you, girl. Love you, girl. So anything else you'd like to share? Because I know we're, we're kind of at our, our, our launching pot to come to an end. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share with um, about mm -hmm. being an I artist, just being a Christian artist? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I want to encourage all the artists that are listening to... Remember that the art inside of you is super, super important, that it's not to be pushed aside or forgotten or stepped on, that you'll have to create some space for yourself, for your art to flourish. So it, go into meditation, go into prayer, 
go into um, journaling, find your, your point of beginning if you haven't yet begun. If you've gotten into a creative project and you're stuck, it's time to retreat back inside and to find out what you would like to do and how you'd like to move forward. Um, and, then, and then ask God about that, uh, that next step. And get confirmation from moving forward because God is there to, to, to love you and be with you. And as soon as you have a request, he will respond immediately to that request. Your job is to listen and to have the bravery to take a step toward, toward thing that is inside your heart. Thanks, Lisa. And that's it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to personally mm-hmm. thank you for coming on to my podcast. And um, I'm looking forward to, of course, us getting back together and, and doing what we uh-huh. do together, um, especially trying to get uh, Tamil's book into the hands of people that I know she would love them to experience uh, her life through her poetry. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that we're still trying to work on a, an event for her, but that's like another, that's another story all to itself. Yeah. Because the creative ideas never stop, do they? No, they, they don't. They just keep we got, coming. We got them. Right. <laughs> and do. it's hard. Once you, it's like, if once you step off that side, that box, you you know, you're trying to find cardboard pieces to step back in, but it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's just not there. No, so, um, not. yeah. It's so not. it's like, I get an idea just from talking to someone and then it leads to something mm-hmm. else and then it leads to something Me else. Too. I know. Mm-hmm. That's the part I love the most. And it's like, if we could yeah, just keep up with all these ideas, whoa, hold on. One at I a know. Time. It's like a blessing and a curse. All at the same, the same time, time right? <laughs> right, exactly. And those that know what I'm right. talking about, they're like, that's me, that's me. Um, that's right. That's right. That's well, hard. it's been a pleasure. I Thank have um, loved to be on your show. Um, it's uh, I, You're doing great work, and I'm proud to be a part of a little part mm. of it. So. Continue going, girl. It's wonderful. I'm here to support you, um, um, whatever you need. Likewise. And you know, uh, you're not that far. Anaheim's around the corner Mm-mm. from us mm-hmm. over here in, in SoCal, Temecula, California. But let me know when mm-hmm. you need us. So we're wrapping up. And um, again, I'd like to thank my guest for tonight, uh, Ms. Lisa Arguin from love and laughter studios and the author of living crazy brave check her out on her website and if you want to check and see what i'm doing on my website of course it's saltandlightarts.com we thank you today and i look forward to my next guest um, that will be on my podcast until then peace